Welcome in, guys. It's time for another fantasy football season. We are here. I'm your host, Seth Hintergaard. Uh, we've got a great show for you guys today here on Football's Finest, Easton and Seth. Uh, we give you guys some of our breakout stars, bust candidates, even give hot seat predictions on some of the coaches around the league. Uh, we do some other lists that are little, they're going to be anonymous until you guys listen. Just got to stay tuned. Uh, and we give you guys who we think is going to be the best player at each position going forward. We, as always, we talk some shop, just cut it up, and we hope you guys enjoy the pod. Welcome in to the season three edition, I believe it is, of what's the name of this podcast again? Uh, Football's Finest with Easton and Seth. Back for season three, episode one. We're excited to be back. Excited to bring in a more normal year of football. It's uh, it's always great to play fantasy, and it's going to be even more exciting now that the the league will get back to normal. Or I guess our league never really was not normal, but no. it's good everybody, to see normal football was, again. Every, everybody was following clo- protocols very closely uh, last year. Yes. It's good to see that uh, people are finally finding a new cause to care about. COVID's over. so Yeah, COVID's over. Right now we're too busy just watching people blow up in Afghanistan. But <laughs> yeah. That. yeah, that's neither here nor there. That's the... Uh, Hope you uh, hope you Biden supporters cough cough Daniel uh, <laughs> have really enjoyed this fiasco you're seeing the last couple weeks. I don't 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 give him such a hard time. I mean, all <laughs> Biden's track record on foreign policy all pointed to success. I have no idea why. I mean, it was it's I caught me off guard that Biden was yeah. weak and indecisive. Oh, I, know. I never yeah. saw signs of that. Hey, but I saw him on the podium today. One thing he won't leave behind is his mask. He might leave no. thousands of troops and trillions of dollars worth of military equipment, but he's not going to leave behind his mask at the podium whenever he's the only person there. No, he won't. He no. And did you see him today? He was. Did you see how mad he was? Oh, he's. I've a... never seen somebody give it an address to the nation where they're just angry. <laughs> I've seen coaches in the NFL on post game rants that weren't as angry as Biden was. He's just mad that the media's not sucking his sack as much as they were anymore. Because they can't. They would love to. They're like, they oh, we'd love to help you out, buddy, but we, we can't really. <laughs> this this was bad. It's like trying to paint a, a work of art from just a shit-stained paintbrush. Yeah. doesn't yep. really work. A big pile of poop that Biden was painting the Middle East with. The Middle East was already a big pile of poop, and <laughs> Biden went in there and made ate a piece of cake and added corn to the diet. Oh, those are always the worst whenever you see them at the toilet the next morning. Yeah, it's like, oh, why does why does corn not break down? I don't know. Corn break corn doesn't break down, but it's like everything else does. I don't I don't understand that. But I nobody's guess gonna you... nobody's gonna give a darn what we have to say about football. Everybody's gonna be talking about our, our feces <laughs> analysis. So anyways, uh yeah it's good to see that college football is starting this week. I was about to get pretty worried that OU wasn't going to be playing this week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hopefully we can 
get one against Tulane. They're they're gonna the thing is Tulane got a good deal on all this other than their town being destroyed. Oh yeah. They're gonna they're gonna make what? The ticket sales from I'm guessing the bottom bowl holds like fifty thousand people. Yeah, which is probably triple. double or yeah, yeah, double what their their stadium holds now and the price selling the tickets for a lot a lot more here than they were at Tulane. So, and you know they weren't going to sell out tickets at Tulane because they were testing people for COVID at the door or whatever. Um, yeah, they were they were requiring a vaccine passport to get in yeah. the game. I mean, <laughs> if you if you already have no people that come to your games, requiring <laughs> proof of vaccination is probably everybody's spaced out anyway. I know. Yeah, you don't have to worry about a student section at Tulane. They're all at the bars. They're not going to that. Are you kidding? Yeah, they're all at Bourbon Street. Yeah, they're throwing. They're way more worried about who, what girl they're going to throw beads to than than <laughs> watching the Tulane football team play. Just give me the Saints. Oh yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> next, <laughs> next. But yeah, um, I know they're. Uh, their AD was like having a power play with OU. He was like, "Well, whenever the news broke that they were that the contingency was to move the game to Norman, he was like, "Well, nothing's been decided yet." It's like he was he was tweeting back at that one reporter. Yeah, I'm Jason you Kersey. Talked about, you talked about how hectic today was and how last minute you had to plan everything, but you had time to tweet at a reporter from the Athletic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Clearly, so it sounds like Joe C was doing all the work. Yeah, exactly. He probably Joe C said he'd probably just add an extra zero onto their uh, onto their post game check, and he's like, "All right, deal." Yeah, but, yeah. If, if, I don't know why Tulane's athletic director is trying to bow up to OU. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I have no clue. But he, he saw he saw what the Taliban were able to do to the United States, so he's like, "Heck, this is I guess under this is an underdog <laughs> time period we're in." Oh man. So did you get tickets to the game or? Yeah, uh, I'm going. I'm going. Uh, yeah, you can't really beat that for just an extra twenty bucks. No, I'll but. I'll roll in there for three quarters. <laughs> so the real question is, how early or how how late will the corner be popping, and how early will you start the corner popping the next morning? The next morning. Yeah, for the game, you're gonna you obviously Friday the Friday night corner is gonna be popping. Saturday corner, I mean. Yeah, with, set, I mean, I mean, don't don't get me wrong. We will be there till close Friday night. Don't, don't, <laughs> but we have to be up. whenever they're whenever they're turning the lights out at one o'clock on a two thirty uh, closing time. Yeah, yeah, and then you're trying to you're like, all right, they're not going to make me leave till I finish this. And then the bouncer comes over and it's like, you got to get out. Yeah, apparently the bouncers will make you do whatever they tell you to. So, Crazy. oh, hold up. Speaking of that. Did you see the video of the fight that happened at Logie's last weekend? What day? I was there both. I was there Friday and Saturday night. What what day did it happen? I don't know. I saw it on Twitter, but this dude. It was like these two white dudes and a group of black guys, which uh, not gonna, not gonna, not, not, gonna, not gonna assume what the fight started over. It was a Chris. It was the some of the best street fight video I've ever seen because the guy, the people who were taking the video. We're right on the edge of the balcony, and they were like just taken down. They had the over, they had the sky cam view of it, and it was perfect. Like they, they got everything in the angle. A lot of times on the street fight videos, they always miss the most important thing because the idiots aren't paying attention. They're wa- they're watching like past their phone. You got to watch. The, you basically got to watch the fight through your camera, but yeah. they didn't, and it was perfect. They moved with the fight. Anyways, the white guy got his ass kicked. He. Yeah. Uh, 
Oh boy, the, there was another, two, another another one of us down. Yeah, <laughs> it was like two v four. The one friend was smart and quickly realized, "Hey, we're gonna lose this fight." And the other guy just kept on right on going. He raw dogged that thing, and one guy <laughs> hit him, knocked him a little little woozy. He hit a car and then oh. lost his balance. Well, then at that point, two guys jumped on him. One guy was giving him body shots. The other guy was holding his head down and wailing on his head. And then they were just tossing him around between four different dudes. And next thing you know, they finally, I guess, get up. But, yeah, dude got whacked. Yoked, huh? Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's videos like that that let me know nature's healing. That and Spencer Jones getting absolutely destroyed last offseason. Now, if, if the cauliflower year – were to show up, then he might have a chance against that group of guys. But two, <laughs> two just random. Dude. I'm not that that cauliflower guy. I would, I would ride with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He uh, he knows a thing or two about fighting. So yeah. Anyways, I guess it's time to get into the fantasy talk. You want to talk about football? We just had everybody fast forward through our corner <laughs> stories. Yeah. As the semester me. continues, I'll have some campus corner oh, stories. Yeah. We can it's... start that. You can start a uh, Louisville nightlife. Oh. Story hey, time. Personal. I'll start a campus corner. <laughs> you got to pronounce it right, Louisville. Oh, Louisville. Sorry, I can't Louisville. start to pronounce yeah. it. Yeah, you got to pronounce it like there's marbles in your but, mouth. But you're going to be here in a few weeks for OU Nebraska, and so oh, yeah. we will both. When we do the podcast, we'll both probably have the same story to tell because there will be a story. <laughs> I'm sure we will have to try to think how we're going to do it that week. We might have to have a delayed podcast on that. Because clearly, unless we could just do a, a podcast that Friday night. <laughs> you, you guys don't want that. Um, <laughs> we, we could do it. We could just do it Saturday afternoon. I don't know what time. No, is the kick the kick's at 11 because that's why yeah, we're in the, kicks it. The, the kick for that game is at 11 a.m., which is why we're in the SEC. That, that's that true, yeah. So, yeah, I should have known that. Oh, we yeah, we got to talk about the SEC. Yeah, I mean, first of all. For all you OSU fans, and well, actually, first of all, Garrett, it's going to be nice to have a rivalry with you guys now. A what? Well, I guess it won't even be a rivalry. It'll just be a, a, a game. A game we play every year. Yeah, at least we'll have them on the schedule at some point. <laughs> we will, and I, I look forward to playing old Woo Pig. I already know how this is going to go. He's going to after he listens to this, he's going to go. Arkansas is going to smoke you guys. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that'll be fun to look forward to. Uh, all the OSU fans, I don't really think there's it. I guess it's Clay an OSU fan, is Zach an OSU fan? I don't know what they are, but me, Zach's a yeah. Zach, Zach's a legitimate OSU fan. Yeah, have fun in the AAC. It'll be fun. You guys might actually win a conference now. Anyways, now let's talk about <laughs> fantasy football. Um. It's going to be a big year. I uh, I just want to start off by saying I've made a lot of enemies in this league, and I don't plan on stopping. No. But uh, I guess I'll let you uh, get into it. Who uh, who do you have as your breakout stars? You got anybody that you think is going to pop off or uh, anybody you thinks going to take the next step? They can be somebody who is a rookie that you think is just going to have a big year, Make maybe have like a, a – Justin Jefferson type of year or somebody who like Odell was trash last year towards ACL can have a big rebound. 
Who you got? Yeah. Well, so this is a guy who wasn't drafted in most leagues last year, and then he was taken in our – I don't even know if he was taken in our last draft that we did. If he was taken, he was taken way late. But, dude, Justin Herbert is good. Oh, like, like yeah. Top – like very well could be top five good. Oh, yeah, he was – At the quarterback position. And he's in our – he's in you and I – he's in our division. Yeah. So I, the, the Chargers are no pushover. Oh, no, if they can – and the benefit to him is they don't have Anthony Lynn calling plays anymore. No, he was dead anyway. I don't Yeah. But anyway, Justin Herbert last year, forty three hundred yards, thirty one touchdowns, ten interceptions. He had a three to ten T D to interception ratio. Yeah, broke the broke the rookie T D's record and he didn't even start all the games, did he? Or he might have I think Tyrod started. No, he he played all of them, but still, yeah, he had an incredible rookie year. Yeah, I mean, that's how good because, like, some people not named Hugh Jackson can understand that a rookie's better than Tyrod Taylor. So, at least Herbert was put in there pretty quickly. I mean, Hugh was – I apparently didn't think that Baker was better than Tyrod Taylor, but it's not – but having a head coach that decided to play a better rookie over a not-very-good veteran was beneficial for Herbert. But, yeah, I, there's there's no reason why he's not – a top five quarterback barring no injuries um, with, with what he did last year is, is incredible. Yeah. Um, so I've got, I've got two One's It's kind of along the same lines as you. I think Joe Burrow is going to have a big year. I, yeah. I think that's because second year in the system, he's got his college. He's got his best college receiver with him. T Higgins was pretty, pretty good last year. Uh, of course you got Tyler Boyd who, I think he's a little bit overrated, but he's he's good. Um, yeah, they don't have the greatest tight end. I think C.J. Uzama is their tight end, but he's serviceable. They got old Joe May Nixon, uh, good okay. old good old Pickleman himself. Uh, now they don't have the greatest O line, but I think he's going to be able. To, he's going to be pressured enough. That he's going to have enough dump offs to, to Joe Mixon that are going to really pad his stats a little bit. Plus, they're going to be pay- playing from behind a lot because that defense is still awful. So, I think he's going to put up a lot of fantasy points, and I think he's somebody who could really bust onto the scene this year. Um, yeah, and, you, you could argue before he got hurt last year, he was already onto the scene. Yeah, that, I mean, that's true. Yeah, he was having a decent year. Yeah. Um, now, my main one, though, is running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers, old Najee Harris. And the reason I say this is because – how they wanted to use their running backs is everything James Conner couldn't give them. They don't need somebody to be a thousand yard rusher. They just need somebody who can get him like eight, 800 to a thousand yards, I guess. Um, but they like using their backs out of the backfield so much, partly because Ben Rossberger is a noodle arm now. And yeah. looking at, uh, yeah, he's, 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 I mean, he's definitely not raping any secondaries basically is what, is what you're saying. Right. <laughs> Definitely not. No, he's. Did, did uh, we lose our sponsors for that one? <laughs> well, our connection to our sponsor no longer works for that sponsor. So we're we're looking for a sponsor. Yeah, and we're yeah. Not gonna, we're not going to get one at this rate. Yeah, hold up, time out. Let's plug a sponsor. Hey, we have an open spot. If anybody's listening to this pod and they want to sponsor us, you can reach out to I or Easton. They uh, we we are open to any suggestions. We we were maybe shooting for that Sugars uh, sponsorship, but unfortunately they are no longer in business. So we've got to go find somewhere else. I mean, I don't think Tate Boy is going to 
take us anymore, but you never know. We, we really, we really like um, tire shops or strip clubs. We will take either one. We will take whoever will come to us. If you, if you build it, they'll come. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I could reach out to one of the local gentlemen's clubs here in Louisville and see what they, uh, what they think about it. Yeah. I heard the Godfather and I'm not talking about the movie. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that's a, heard that's a good establishment. Um, uh, <laughs> there was also there's also one that was actually on an A and E show. I don't even know what the show was called, but it's called the Old Rustic Frog. I've heard they uh I've heard they've had some some successes, maybe not in the the in the the entertainment industry, but they have been involved in some drug trafficking crimes and maybe even human trafficking and you, you gotta yeah. make money one way or another. I mean Yeah. It, I mean they're they're somebody I could see that is looking for some positive light on their their uh, situation. Yeah, we'll pimp some cocaine for them if they'll sponsor the <laughs> podcast. I mean, you want some weed? You want some weed? You want some blow? <laughs> you want my sister? <laughs> All right. We every single time we come on here, we make sure that we'll never get an actual sponsor. I know. <laughs> Anyways, uh, back to my Najee Harris point. So. <laughs> The reason I think he, I actually have him as like the breakout star out of all of mine and who I've made it a point to target in a lot of leagues um, is because I look at what they did with Le'Veon Bell back in 2013 in his rookie year. He In, in 13 games, Le'Veon had uh, 244 rush attempts for 860 yards, had eight TDs on the ground. Um and then receiving had 45 receptions on 66 targets, uh, had almost 400 yards, he had 399 receiving yards, uh, didn't have any touchdowns through the air. But four, 66 targets out of the backfield is pretty impressive. That's like wide receiver three numbers. And if you're getting a RB1 with wide receiver three catchability, you've got a top 10 player in fantasy. Um, yeah. And – in 13 games, he could have broke a thousand yards. So he was a second round pick. He was picked like 50. So there wasn't nearly as much hype on him coming into the year as there would be for Najee Harris, who the Steelers drafted in the first round. First round running backs, you better be using that guy. Um, so I just think that the success he had at Bama, coupled with Ben Roethlisberger, is even worse now than he was with back in 2013. So I just think that it all adds up to he's going to have a big year. So that is my lock on the breakout stars. Okay. You ready to, uh, you ready to move on to, I have one bust. All righty. Give me your bus boy. I think that Kenny Galladay's mm. receiving production when he went to New York really came to die. Uh, first of all, he's already, he's already kind of hobbled with a hamstring injury right now. That's not good. Mm. He has he has Daniel Jones throwing to him. That's not <laughs> That's good. Not good. And most likely he's going to draw the top corner from each team that he plays. That's not good. Uh, there's not really a whole lot that points to him producing like he has in the past. In my humble opinion, I, I would agree with that. Um, it's never great to take many people that are on the Giants outside of Saquon. Yeah, he's about the only one that I'd touch. Uh, but yeah, I'd I'd agree with that. And Kenny Galladay really did, was he on the Giants last year, or was he on the was he still on the Lions last year? I thought he was still on the Lions. 
but okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, just, I I like that pick. Um, the guy I have, he's his player rankings kind of agree with that, but just by his name, people are still going to draft him relatively high. Um, I've got Julio Jones as my bust. He didn't have a good year last year. Granted, he was banged up quite a bit, but it's becoming a trend now. He's just banged up all the time. Granted, the guy's in his 30s. He's been one of the most prolific receivers really of all time, and he's going to new offense, which, mind you, their offensive coordinator they had last year that made him look so good isn't there anymore. I don't know who their offensive coordinator is, but they're not going to be the same offense they were last year, more than likely. Probably. Plus, he's got all those injury concerns. They've got A.J. Brown, who's the – I'm going to say he's the wide receiver one. Somebody could say something different, but I just don't see them as the – I don't see him as a good candidate to have a good year. He had 771 yards last year. He didn't – he only had three touchdowns last year, which doesn't make any sense how a guy who was getting targeted as much as he did just struggled to score touchdowns. And it feels like it's been that way for, like, three years. He just can't score touchdowns for some reason. It's like he's not a red zone target. That's not going to make you uh, relevant in fantasy if you – Oh, definitely not. But, yeah, so that's who I have. Um, uh, I guess uh, who do you have – who do you have on your hot seat for this year? Coaching-wise? Yeah. Uh, I think there's one obvious one, and then – Maybe a couple, maybe a couple of French. I I think that this is it for Matt Nagy. Mm, yeah, he's got That's the rookie what, quarterback. Yeah, but I mean, I just, I just, I just don't know. I I think that he's. I mean, maybe if if, if this isn't a good year, maybe one more year, and then I just in Chicago they're looking to win, and they haven't in a while. Um, the other one I, that's kind of fringe is if. Dak stays healthy if everybody stays healthy and the Cowboys do terrible. Mike McCarthy is going to start. I'm not saying he's going to get fired. I'm saying that people are going to start, you know, the way Dallas is and mm-hmm. start being very critical. And here's here's an outside shot. This is first year. First year coach that has an outside shot of getting fired just because <laughs> the organization is in. I think I know where you're going with this. David Culley. I did not think you were going with her. <laughs> I'm, the new Texans coach, hear me out. There's, I, I'm not. I'm not saying he's going to get fired. The organization is so dysfunctional, and they kind of ha- they kind of have hinted that they may want to hire Josh McCown as their new hmm. head coach. Yeah. If, if this is just a complete bleep show, like all signs are pointing that it's going to be in Houston, then they could go ahead and and just hire Josh McCown after this, and David Coley could be out of a job. I could uh, see that. The only uh, other one I was going to say is maybe Zach Taylor. Go ahead. Who do you got? Yeah, I could. You have you took a lot of the options, but yeah, I I'm surprised you didn't name this one guy. Okay. And mainly it's just do, it I, might do just, I hate him? No, I don't. You don't hate him, but okay. I, he's he's about to be on my hit list. Uh, is the Broncos head coach Vic Fangio? Oh, Fanny. Yeah. Fanny Pack Fangio. Now here, I I could go on a very long rant about this man. He's a great, great defensive coordinator, but it's becoming very apparent the more that he leads a team, he does not know what in the hell he's doing. He's 
like he's got it. We've got a great defense, but he goes to he plays the mode of I'm going to save my job and start Teddy Bridgewater because I've got to win some games now. Otherwise, they're going to can me by week six, which is true. But it is the wrong decision to put in a quarterback that has been on his fourth team in seven years, has never thrown more than 15 touchdowns in a year, proven he can't stay healthy. It just all is mind boggling to me when we have a guy who granted he's Drew Locke. He's a second year quarter or third year quarterback with a second round pick. So it's not like you have so much invested in him that like, you know, he, he needs to be the future or else. But my thing is let's suck this year. If he sucks, then we aren't ruining our draft position. We can go get Spencer Rattler or Sam Howell in the draft next year instead of picking it like 18th where Teddy Bridgewater, he's going to play safe enough where we're going to win some games, but we're not going to, we're not going to be a playoff team more than likely unless something crazy happens. You're in a tough, you're in a tough division with the Chiefs and the Chargers too. Exactly. I know you hate him, but, but the the, the Raiders are okay. I mean, yeah, the Raiders aren't, aren't a slouch. So it's like, yeah, we can't just – this isn't 2015 where we have Peyton Manning. We can't just win by our defense and hope that the offense will put up enough points to outscore people. This is 2021. We're going to have to score like 25, 26, 30 points a game if we want to consistently win because that's what the best teams do now. Mm-hmm. And Vic Fangio has shown time and again that he can't make the right calls on like situations – and he is just not a good head coach. So do you so, want to see the Broncos hire an offensive guy as their next head coach? Yes, I'm tired of watching boring football. Oh, like you're 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 hurting I, my heart a little bit. It, I I love defensive football because defense won games, yeah, yada yada yada. But at some point, the formula hasn't worked. It hasn't worked since 2014 or 2015 when we won the Super Bowl, and that's only because we had one of the best quarterbacks of all time who even a corpse of him is still more effective than anything we've got now. That so, Super Bowl, that Super Bowl though was completely dedicated to the de- the defense was the only oh, was, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And but I would say that that Super Bowl is a deviation from the norm and yeah. what Super Bowls are now. It's like now you have to win with a good offense. You just have to have an effective defense. You don't have to be like have the lockdown best defense in the league. It seems because... like great, great offense, average defense. Exactly. Because the, the best defense in the league last year was – I don't even know who the best defense uh, – the Steelers. They lost week uh, in the wild card round to the, to the Browns. Uh-huh. And, like, you have to have an offense. And the Steelers didn't have a bad offense last year, but once people figured out that they were playing crap teams all year – they're like, it's not that hard to beat them because their offense really isn't that good. They just haven't played anybody with a defense that year. But, uh, yeah, Vic Fangio is my main guy. I will go kind of along the lines of the one year and you're out. I think that Dave Campbell, that's his name, right, for the Lions? Yes. I think he has a potential to be a one-hit wonder in the terms of things can go incredibly well there or it will just hit the fan and be horrible. Yeah, I mean, we it's it's not out of the question to fire a coach after one year. Freddie Kitchens was so bad. Exactly. And you don't see many polarizing head coaches stick very long in the NFL. And Dan Campbell is – oh, Dan, not Dave. 
and he is very much polarizing. You see all the stuff Barstool like posts about him, and it's it just doesn't seem like a recipe for success. They've got a crap team. Their best player is a second year running back. They've got Jared Goff, who was horrible. Sean McVay could barely make him look tolerable. Yeah, so. Goff is Goff had had the one great season in 2018, and then honestly, you could argue that Goff's career was ended by Belichick in the yeah, Super Bowl. <laughs> pretty much that 10 to three Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, oh was. well, there, there's another example of of you said that the, in 2015 the Broncos defense winning it was an anomaly. That the Patriots defense won that Super Bowl too. Yeah. I guess here that, but there's two common denominators in that: great defense, like prolific quarterback. Yeah, he might not have had a, like he might not have had a good game, but he was still the, one of the best court, the best quarterback of all time. Yeah, like, he took care of the ball. I don't think. Yeah, exactly. Know if he threw a pick in that game. No, exactly. If he's doing what he's supposed to do, he's not turning it over. He's moving the ball enough. That's all you need. Yeah. Problem is. Your run-of-the-mill quarterback who's the game manager isn't going to do that. They still make mistakes. It's just their mistakes are a lot less than a, a young gunslinger like Drew Locke, who just sucks most of the time. But they just, in that Super Bowl, the Patriots just gave up three points, and yeah, so exactly. it didn't matter who. I mean, uh, you were you were crapping on Vic Fangio. What whoever he put together could have won that Super Bowl because oh yeah exactly when when I mean if you can't. If you lose a three to nothing game, then then you're you just deserve <laughs> to be fired on the spot. Exactly. Um, anyways, I guess that's a that's enough coach talk. We'll get back to the fantasy. Um, I have a segment that I didn't tell you about. Oh well, let's let's move into that one then. This is called the preseason fantasy rankings pre-draft for absolutely no reason other than this is who I felt like writing down how I think everybody's <laughs> going to finish. Okay. <laughs> So we'll, we'll refer back to this. Here's here's my 10. It's like a horse race when you pick how everybody's going to finish, and it's a okay. super long shot. I'm putting $1 <laughs> on this, and if I win, I win like ten grand. Okay. <laughs> Number one, like I said, I'm not even going to give a reason Hold why. Is this, is this worst to first you're, you're listing all no, these people in? I'm going I'm going who I think is going to win all the way to okay. the last. Okay. And, and I'm not even going to give an explanation because I told you there hasn't been a draft and I have no reason for this other than this felt. <laughs> other than prior history of those odors. I mixed some, some teams that are notoriously good with a couple teams that are notoriously bad that I think will have good finishes. Okay. Okay. Number one, Clay Tate. Number two, okay. Robert, Robert Mazzaros. Number three, Scott Hammonds. Okay. Four, CB. Okay. Five, myself. Okay. Six U. Oh, there's playoff. there's your there's your playoff teams right there. <laughs> then then we have here who has here's who's in the bottom four and the the four that didn't hear their name know it's them. <laughs> Seven Daniel Mazars. Oh okay. Eight Zach Romines. I'll give a I'll give a reason for Zach being eight. Remember the season after Clay had gotten married, he finished last. I think That's after true. these guys these guys decide to get married and settle down and give up their pride, I think that they don't have time to focus on fantasy and it and it shows out there. So That's valid. It's, but I just think the curse of getting married is gonna prove pivotal for Zach. <laughs> Number nine. The most overrated fantasy two time winner of all Give time, it to me. Give it to me. Garrick Johnson. Yeah. He's not he's guys, I'm telling you, I know he's won twice, both times. 
complete smoking mirrors. He yeah, he hasn't – Garrick hasn't won one time where you've been like, oh, yeah, he had the best team in the league. I feel like if we were to go back and compile everybody's points for from the beginning of this inception of this league until now, he would by far and away have the lowest points for. But he would also have the lowest points against. Yeah, I oh, can, yeah. He is the yeah, luckiest. He is the luckiest player in fantasy. You he, said he, lowest points for. The only person that could match him for lowest overall points for may be the guy that I have in 10. <laughs> and it's the guy I haven't mentioned yet who is a proverbial bottom feeder in this league, <laughs> who should have – number 10 is Preston Garrett. Oh, poor Last Preston. year, Preston had a phenomenal team. He did. He had a good team. Preston not winning the league last year with the team he had was one of the biggest boners in fantasy football <laughs> history. A little Bill Simmons reference. It was, a, it was a total boner that he wasn't able to, to win that. And instead, we got the dictator of the champion, Garrett Johnson, who wins twice. He's now the only one with two. Let this sink in. To everybody else, our pride should be hurt because Garrick has two wins and nobody else does. He's the first one to two wins. I have him finishing second to last, so at least we'll get to rename his team to something <laughs> that has to do with incest. <laughs> but Garrick's run's over this year, and if everybody doesn't bring it every week because they think they can overlook him, you're mistaken. I, I would love to see Garrick get handed an Owen how many regular season games? Uh, 14 this year, now that we've got the uh, the extra week. Please, everybody, please make him 0-14. I want everybody's best shots. Uh, there's no reason why Garrett should ever make the playoffs again. What do you think is harder to do? Go undefeated or go winless in Probably. fantasy football for a whole year? Like. I- Anybody could just take all their guys out of the lineup and go, but you're talking about well, but if you're lineup. yes, if you're actually trying, which one do you think would be harder? Uh, the odds, the odds of I feel like losing every single game are lower. If that makes sense, if if you actually try, if you put the best players and you actually try to fill out a lineup, you'll eventually get lucky in one. Yeah, you'll win because people have bad weeks. That's true. But if you just have a really, really good team, like in, in oil field, I won last year. I lost one week. Regular season yeah, playoffs, I lost one time. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. There's always that one guy that'll uh, – I don't know. There, there's like the guy – it teams you're playing. Like you might go up against Tyree Kill one week, and he randomly puts up 50 on you. And so that's a that's a really hard question, though. Okay, now the segment that I that we had talked about doing. I don't know if you did this or not, but I did it. These are the five teams that have never won a Super Bowl in fantasy. Right. In List fantasy. them off to me. I'm gonna I'm gonna make my rankings right quick. The teams that have never won are Robert, no surprise. Preston, no surprise. Caleb, kind of a surprise. Yourself, a surprise, and Sean, a surprise. Mm-hmm. Now I'll give you I'll give you my I mixed them up so nobody would know where I was going to go with this. The best team to have not won a Super Bowl I have is you. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank because you. I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not sucking up to the to the to my fellow podcast host, <laughs> but uh, you put a lot of time into this. You put a lot of effort into this, and you've been there. Have you played for two Super Bowls? Yes, I have. The first okay, two I've years only, in the league. I've only been in one Super Bowl. I've only played for one. Thankfully, I won it. 
but you've been in two, and you've been in the playoffs more times than that. But the last two years are the only years I haven't been in the playoffs. So, and right. last year, I can go on and on about my struggles. Last year was I feel was mainly injury related. But yeah. I digress. Number two, I have Sean. He's okay. usually he's usually a pretty good team. He's somebody who I definitely would have thought in. Is this what our seventh year? Uh yeah, I think so. Seven, it's seven or eight. It's no less. That sound right. No. It's, it's probably seven. I would have definitely told you going in seven years later he's going to have won. <laughs> he has not, which is a surprise. Caleb at number three. Caleb's kind of a surprise. He he does he puts some thought into this. Caleb will sometimes uh, like he refuses to to pick up a good kicker sometimes because he doesn't think kickers should score <laughs> yeah. points. But here's the thing, Caleb. But, but that's out of stubbornness. Points. That's not out of. That's not out of him being a bad manager. That's just out of him saying screw kickers. Yeah, but but okay, he is, but that's, he is that's not why, for the brand. That's why you haven't won. That's it's, that's it's, fair. It's like that old school high school coach that still runs the wing tee. <laughs> that it's like, dude, that doesn't work anymore. They people are too big and too fast. But he's like, yeah. this is how we did it in nineteen seventy. Like he has that attitude about kickers. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's beating him. And he complains because kickers beat him. Because you're not putting in the effort. Because you're not because you're not out there mm. scouting kickers, Caleb. That's why you're at number three. <laughs> you're a bit of a surprise, but at the same time, if if your if your mindset doesn't change and you don't get caught up with the times and fantasy, then it's just it's not nothing's going to change. Number four, here here's who the last two who we talked about before we mm. started filming that I don't think will ever win a fantasy title. <laughs> I have Robert at number four. Mm-hmm. Robert doesn't give a darn. Robert couldn't <laughs> care less about this league. I don't know what his focus is on. Uh, maybe recruit some help from Pat. Uh, he may be able to help you. He, he, he will need a savior to help him. Uh, and then five is Preston. I had Preston wow. finishing last this year, and I have Preston as basically if you're fifth on the people who you're surprised have never won, if you're in last on that, then it means – that you're probably not going to win. <laughs> it's not a surprise, really, that you haven't won. Like I said, I haven't seen his team yet, but I would assume watch his – I guarantee he'll probably draft two kickers or two defenses. He always has more than one of those on his roster. Oh, 100%. And so I just don't – I love Preston to death, but I just I just don't think that, that that's going to change for him. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. But – Preston does have it in his advantage that Fat Eddie's not in the league. He can't take the Jaguars' defense in like the sixth round, like he tried to like a few years ago. So, who knows? Maybe way, Preston... I have dinner. I on the on this list that I made, I have dinner once a week with the third and the fifth place finisher. So I'm going to have to answer to why I bring <laughs> my my dinner friends so uh, low. You guys, uh, you guys starting the dinners back up on Thursday or? Next probably, Thursday? Probably Sunday. Ah, okay. Sunday night's kind of usually our, our night. We usually like watching uh, Al Michaels and Chris Collins. Work. Oh, yeah. I want to hear what Al's going to say. I, Al will probably say something about, uh, I don't know, he'll say something racist, sexist, or just <laughs> all around uh, not very thoughtful that will make headlines. <laughs> Cringeworthy about Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Or he said uh, something else. Oh, Chris Collinsworth last year said something about how 
I was amazed when I got here how much women knew about football. <laughs> I was like, oh, I, this, this duo has somehow survived cancel culture. I don't know how. <laughs> By the skin of their teeth. Um, who are the Monday night commentators this year? Because the Boogermobile is not on it. I know that there's, there's going to be. Is doing it? I thought so, but I'm not sure. Let's look this up. Drew Brees, if Drew Brees is doing it, he'll be good. I like Drew. All right, we've got uh, oh, it's the usual suspects: Steve Levy, Brian Greasy, and Lewis Riddick. Okay, nobody there. Nobody there that gets me chubby in the pants to hear. Yeah, it's not, it's not Booger McFarland though. That's all. That or J- Jason Witten was atrocious too. I just want to say thank God the Broncos don't have a Monday night football game this year because I am so tired of seeing that stupid quarterback carousel uh, <laughs> graphic that they roll out every year. They haven't – all they do is just add a second person onto the carousel – or the next person onto the carousel. Like, I don't care about seeing this. Make a new graphic. Yeah. the, the All around the graphics are stupid. They have oh, just some horrible. weird stuff. Horrible. Um. Okay, let's see. Wrapping up, uh, do we want to take a little breakdown of who we think is going to be the best player at each major position group? Yeah. yeah. I don't know go if you've got it. any of those prepared. Yeah, so I guess we'll start at the, the QB. I'm going to go a little hometown discount. Um, I think that Kyler Murray is going to have wow. the best year for quarterbacks, fantasy-wise. I think with adding A.J. Green – which he's kind of washed up, but he's still effective. He's still got DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, they they drafted somebody this year, I'm pretty sure. I, who did they draft? But anyways, Cliff Kingsbury is going to be coaching for his life. Uh, he know, talk clock's ticking on him. And uh, I just think that another year in their system, and I think Kyler's really going to take off. I think that – all everything around him is going to mesh, and he's going to have a big year. So, yeah, I, uh, I like that. You know, he's going to run wild. Oh yeah, and running quarterbacks. I mean, they they're a premium now. Yeah, I I I like that pick. Now, mine's not very inventive at quarterback because I'm going with the guy who led fantasy last year in Josh Allen. Uh, fair uh, enough. They didn't lose their OC, so and also adding Stephon Diggs. Who who unfortunately had to play receiver for Kirk Cousins? Yeah, in well, recent I, memory, <laughs> I just I just think that it's not. I'm not saying he, Josh Allen's going to be the leader, but there's no reason to believe that he's not going to yeah, be right there. Exactly. Um, oh, circling back to the Kyler Murray, it was Rondell Moore, the guy from Purdue that they drafted, which he was a stud at Purdue. Uh, yeah. Anyways, um, let's see. Running back, it's kind of hard to go against Christian McCaffrey on that. Uh, I think if you look at the three games he played in last year, and they were all kind of separated by injury, I know you had mentioned before we started recording that are we sure he's really going to be 100% going into the year? And I'm just thinking he's going to be so big in their offense that he's going to get so many targets PPR-wise that it's going to be hard to go against him. And so that's why I'm running with CMC. Yeah, because that – that Panthers team's not really that good, so they're going to have to rely, nah. rely on him. So, but he's got, I would, I would say 
Darnold gives hit makes his ceiling a little bit higher just because I think he's going to be targeting him a whole lot more. Um, yeah. So I don't know. They they do have Joe Brady as their OC. He's he's a good OC. Uh, but who you got? I have Dalvin Cook. I think mm. that he's he's really really good, and the Vikings are going to have to run the football. Yeah, that's and that's a fair assessment. With another guy you could put on the hot seat is how long does Mike Zimmer have there? Oh, we didn't even think about him. I mean, he's, the, yeah, the thing he's been with, forever. Oh, yeah. And the thing with the Vikings is, like, they've shown a pattern that they make it to the playoffs every other year. So this is the every other where they should make it this year. But I feel like if they don't make the playoffs this year, then they're probably hosed. And he might be might be brushing up that resume pretty soon. Yeah, they have a good defense. The Vikings have a good defense. They have Harrison Smith at free safety, who's or at strong yeah. safety, who's one of the best safeties, yeah. especially for a white guy. They uh, signed Patrick Peterson the off season. Uh, they've got Anthony Barr and uh, who was I think that was. Oh, and they got uh, Daniel Hunter. So I mean, they've got they've got players. Did they lose? Uh, they don't have Xavier Rhodes anymore, do they? No, I believe he is on the Colts. Okay. So, I think he went there last year. He'll but... be faking some punts there for Frank Wright. <laughs> Who do you got at receiver? Uh, so, for receiver, I've got a little bit of a – it might be a stretch. It might not. Uh, I think Calvin Ridley's going to have the best year. He had a great year last year. I think he got a little banged up towards the end of the year, uh, which hurt some of his numbers a little bit. But now he's 100% the number one guy. Um, I mean, he was the number one guy last year, but it's just Julio was out, and so he like was kind of the number one guy by default. But I think with the Titans OC coming in, I think that's going to revitalize a lot of what Matty Ice was doing, and I think they're going to their offense is going to take a step back up this year. Um, now I think they will struggle the running game which will make it to where their receivers are going to have to pick up slack. And I think that's also where Calvin Ridley comes in. Uh, so that's who I got. What about you? I'm going along same with the Bills theme. I like Josh Allen to Stephon Diggs. Right. And so I've just predicted another big year for the, yeah. for the Bills offense. And I, so I like I like Stephon Diggs. To, Nothing wrong with that. He killed you know, it last year there in his first year in Buffalo. Yeah, so. he did. He did. Um, let's see. Who else we got? Oh, tight end. You can't really – there's no one else to even consider. It's Travis we, Kelsey. We have the same one, yeah. It's Travis Kelsey. I mean – I have Travis Kelsey, too. I also it, think that who, who – if I were to have a dark horse, you know who catches a ton of balls if you're in a PPR league? Darren Waller. Oh, yeah. Because he's Derek Carr can't throw it Raiders, outside the numbers. So, yeah. He's the Raiders' number one receiver. Oh, yeah. Because they have – who's their – like, who is on their receiving core? Like, I, I couldn't tell you. Like, no. the – the white kid Hunter, from Clint. Hunter, yeah. Hunter Renfro. Yeah, he he shouldn't see the field at all. No, but, but he does. I guess they've, that's, they've that's got, all they got. They've got Henry Ruggs, but the dude's just – he caught, what, one ball for 90 yards last year? That, that's the most yeah. notable thing he did. Yeah, they have so, – yeah. uh, uh, they also have uh, Dylan Stoner now. Ah, at least so, until uh, – is, is Gruden a little racist here? Uh, I think so, yeah. <laughs> I'm starting to think Gruden's just really old school. Uh, <laughs> that, that's what the kids are calling it nowadays. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was. I think that'll pretty much wrap up our our fantasy talk. 
It was it was good to get the pod fired back up again. Good to talk to you. Absolutely. Please, I know we don't have to say this. Please give your feedback when you see this, but I know yes. we're going to get it. I'm yeah, sure I'm sure Seth and I made some mistake about who's on whose roster, and I look forward to Caleb typing away. <laughs> there, we already have the little three dots. Also, yeah, big news. Tell Scott congratulations on the iPhone. Yeah, yeah, that's my one big thing today. I'm still I'm still waiting for uh, his response to the name of the group chat, but I think it's fitting. I mean, it works. It's sarcastic, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, all you heathens, don't forget Fantasy Draft Monday. Like it's a six six Central, seven Eastern, one of those two. I, I forgot. Now we have people all over the place. You and Daniel are in Eastern time, aren't you? <laughs> no, nah, he's in Chicago. They're still Central, just barely. Oh, really? Yeah. The crossover is like in the middle of Indiana. Okay. I've never been a geography guy, so that <laughs> But uh, yeah. everybody else, you're the only one in Eastern time, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, so look forward to another another big year. Uh, enjoy college football on Saturday. Uh, don't get too litty, and I guess I'll see you in a couple weeks, and we'll be back on the pod next week. We'll do, yep. I guess, our – we'll do our draft recap. I love it. We can All we right. can really, we can really uh, make fun of some teams then. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't wait. All right, man. Have a good All one. Right. All righty. Have, have good luck at bingo tonight. Thank you. I'm gonna win. <laughs> All right. See ya. All right. See you, man. If you're looking to sponsor the podcast, please reach out to my email at seth.hennergart at gmail.com. We've got a couple openings for ad reads or presenting sponsors. So uh, whichever one you want to do, we're we're happy to to accommodate you and we would love to take you on as our sponsor so hope you enjoy the pod and we look forward to hearing you soon nibbling on sponge cake watching the sun bake all of those tourists Covered in oil Strumming my six string On my front porch swing Smell those shrimp Hey, they're beginning to boil Wasted away again in Margarita Searching for my lost shaker salt. Some people claim that there's a woman to blame, but I know it's nobody's fault.